It's July 21st, 2017, and Red Eye will not be hosting this podcast. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Red Eye. Oh, sh- shit. And I'm Nick Cease. You just want to make me wrong on my own show. On my own show. On your own show. I'm never wrong on What is your show, show That's Colin? how this works. It's Bottle Crow. <laughs> And it we're is. gonna talk Bottle about Dota. Reborn. As if we know I what guess. we're talking about. Yeah. Um Alright, folks. <sighs> it... We should just get news out of the way, shouldn't we? I think we should, because that's that's what has just come out. So Yeah. You know, we we'll talk about well, I guess we'll see how long this goes. We have like we played Dota this week. We'd love to talk about that, but um I feel like the most pressing thing to talk about is the announcement that came out. Just a little bit ago, Mere about before the recording, yeah, the, the classic, right? Yeah. Um, basically, Valve put out another Dota Two blog update with a bunch of news for TI, sort of telling you know, like nailing down the schedule and talking about the stream and like, oh, and you can visit the pub stomp in your area, and here is the talent that will be running the tournament. Yeah. Good. We knew Red Eye wasn't going to be the host. We've already, you know, we've already had our moaning about that. However, you know, we had our theories on who was going to be the actual host, and now we know for the group mm-hmm. stages, Machine is hosting, and then for the main event, Day Nine is hosting. Sean Plot. So I do want to like just reiterate for emphasis that is Machine, the CS:GO uh, commentator is hosting the group stages. Yes. And then for the main stage, we have uh, Day 9, the StarCraft 2 commentator. Machine I, I would argue that StarCraft... Did, that, yeah. He Machine has previously Major. hosted. So. And uh, Day 9 is certainly expanding outside of StarCraft 2. I'm not trying to pigeonhole him, but he does not have, to my knowledge, professional experience commentating anything but StarCraft 2. Yeah, that's as, as far as I know, too. Uh, it's, I mean... We were we were kind of reserving judgment. We were I was at least pretty disappointed when Red Eye announced that he wasn't hosting. He wasn't coming to TI. And I was like, okay, we got all these options. I guess I I probably could have could have guessed it would be Day Nine. I I know I, no, I suggested no, I it at the time. Yeah, but like, so a lot were, of people you were, were talking you about were pretty it. skeptical. I was super skeptical because he's only been. Like in the Dota scene for six months, and even Machine has been like, Machine has more pedigree than him. And uh, and I talked about how you know I thought it was advantageous, not necessarily important or like necessary, but it was advantageous to actually have a face for this big event that's recognizable. You know, it's it's good to see common people around the scene. Like that's why you know a lot of the the returning talent it's not like it's brand new people who are are really talented per se it's people who you know are part of the scene have history do cool stuff it's not necessarily the people who are like oh it's the most entertaining i guess the host role is kind of different right they don't have to be dota specific i guess but like i'm not saying I'm not saying one way or the other, but I could see an argument that it's beneficial to have someone who's not huge into Dota as the I've, host to I've be sort of an that. audience surrogate. I, yeah, I saw that when they were, you know, the, the Reddit was talking about it. I, I don't think so. I think that's the opposite. Like, it's a that line of thought makes sense. However, I think, especially if you've, I don't know, 
No. No, I do know. You shouldn't be a, like a beginner to Dota to host. Like people say, "Oh, you you'll be asking questions because you won't know what's going on and you'll be more like newcomers who are coming to the stream." However, if you've actually played Dota for a while, you probably understand the ridiculously fucking unintuitive stuff that's just buried in this game that's super important and stuff like that. And so you actually know what to talk about or like what to question or what certain, you know, newcomers wouldn't understand what was not obvious but amazing about certain plays and this sounds like caster stuff but it's what the panel discusses right like they they often pull things out and they'll talk about and analyze certain segments and if you know more about dota then as the host maybe you know how to like throw to whoever's currently on your panel you know how to throw to their uh their specialities more how to question them how to put them against each other you know how to have a fun panel dynamic if you actually know what's going on I feel like there's you could have good things come out of being a newcomer, but I think you can do the same thing and better if you understand the game. So how how what MMR would you say a player who was like intelligent enough to talk Dota would be? I don't know if you have to have an MMR gate. It's worth noting, Red Eye doesn't really play much Dota too. Like, I see him tweet all the time about he's, like, one of the, the best mercies in the world, apparently, in Overwatch. And I think he played hmm. Unreal Tournament at, like, a super high level. I was just looking up his bio and stuff beforehand. But he, he doesn't really play much Dota 2. But since he's, his first event, his first, like, main event was ESL 1 in 2014. And since then, I mean, he, he's a regular Dota dude. He understands stuff. And more than that, he, like, has history in the scene, and so he knows more of, like, what's going on. He knows tradition is probably the bad word. I don't know. It's, like, the history of the scene. You know, what's happened, how it's evolved. He's been more of a part of that than either Machine or Day9, who's been playing for half a year. Sure. Um, And has never been to a Valve. (laughs) I mean... I don't think that, like, I think I think Day Nine is an upgrade over Machine, right? Um, Machine doesn't play Dota. Um, Day Nine plays at this point, like you know, again, he's only played for half a year. In that half a year, he's played quite a lot of Dota. Yeah, I mean, he's um, gotten pretty good. Yeah, he's he's calibrated at two point two k. He is, I think, approaching three point two k now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's climbing. He's putting in the work. Yep. Um. And his passion for Dota, I, I really respect. Like, he really, he seems to really enjoy learning about the game and just sort of picks it up like a, like a vacuum. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and I guess we should, you know, before we get too much hate, undercut our comments with, like, at least I think, I'm sure he'll do fine. Like, I'm sure Dana yeah. will be fine, especially because he, you know, he ran that big E3 event thing. So it's not like mm-hmm. he can't handle himself professionally. You know, I'm sure he'll act differently than he does on stream. I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, it's not like they hired, uh, oh boy, I can't even remember the names of uh, League of Legends commentators. Nope, wow. never mind. <laughs> it's not like they put one of us up there on stage, right? Yeah, well, It'll and also, okay. like, okay, like, on a personal level, I like Day9. Yeah, I mean, he see, he seems like an amiable dude, right? Yeah. yeah, like, charming and funny, and I respect his passion. I'll be honest, I don't like Machine. 
I don't like I don't have like beef. There's not a big fight here, but I don't like his style of hosting and I don't like how little he knows about the game and the game he does choose to care about is CS:GO and I hate CS:GO. <laughs> I don't hate CS:GO, but um, uh... Machine and like when I say I hate there. CS:GO, right? Like that doesn't mean like, and I despise anyone who's associated with it. But like, it's not that kind of hate. It's the kind of hate where when you make me play it, I am super unhappy the whole time, right? That's a that's a very personal thing, and I'm not externalizing mm. it. And v- listeners, if you like CS:GO, that's great. I don't understand what you see in it, but that doesn't mean I disrespect it. I mean, it's we just do personally play Dota. Yeah, I just personally, I just, I just bounce right off it in a way where I'm just like, I don't know what I would have to do to have fun here. This is the yeah. worst. Um, yeah. But all that said, I don't know. Like machine, he's this like. You, so here, here's time to reduce some people down to some just base <laughs> properties. Machine is like this young whippersnapper guy. You know, he might be <laughs> smart and uh, stuff. But Nick, how old is your ass? How old is machine? <laughs> older than you well okay let me finish and then you got day nine right day nine is like your cool uncle right he's like he knows his stuff he's smart he's passionate about this and then you got red eye red eye is like this middle-aged british man who brings this prestige to the event and he's been there for like what two or three years i <sighs> Just, I'm just disappointed. I'm just whining at this point. I realize that. But. I just want to clarify, Nick. Are you, in fact, old enough to drink? I'm 22. Yes, Colin. Okay, so he's got a year on you. He's 23. <laughs> right? In a year, I could be as old as the person hosting group stages. Age has nothing but to I, do with Dota. And age doesn't have much to do with any of it. Like, I mean, you know what? One of the people I respect the most as far as their achievements in the world of podcasting is Griffin McElroy, and that kid's barely over 30, and he's done more than I will probably do in the next 20 years of my life. It's insane. So, you know, like, you know, age is whatever. But, yeah, I don't like, I don't like his style. It's, we don't have many not, like, how many people above 30 are in the Dota 2 talent pool? I could not answer that question. Like Nahaz and Red Eye? <laughs> I'm sure I, I'm missing would, something. People can tell Toby me like, Shaver's fifty years old. Toby might be. Toby feels old. Yeah. Toby feels Maybe like LG? a relic of a bygone. I mean, era. I mean Draskel has been eighty years old for how many decades now? Right. <laughs> yeah, Toby's thirty one. Okay. Um so not that much over. Boy. Hmm. Uh, but like hmm. Toby, no disrespect. <laughs> you don't you don't wear it as well as you could. Uh, Ooh. I don't know. It's it's just interesting to have a different... And Day9 is older. Like, he is not on the younger side of Dota things, I think. Right? Have, a, have we just... Day, Sean yeah, Bott. I'm pretty sure. Sean, P-L-O-T-T. Yeah. Nope. Yes. Yep. Born 86. Okay. So he is 31. But he's not, you know... He's not bringing his cane. How did the we Haas get here? Is a little, uh, <laughs> Haas is a little, little far in. Yeah, I mean he's he's, like got, he's got a couple white years haired on his belt. professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, the thing though, and you know, I'm not saying this to say like here you'll like this, right? But here's what I think is going on. They too have recognized. They oh, excuse me. I should clarify. I can't just throw out pronouns randomly. Valve has also recognized that Dota Two is not growing very much anymore. 
I imagine they would like for it to. And so they are using hosts from other esports communities to rope them in. They are using um, hosts from CS:GO and from and StarCraft and personalities from outside the Dota community to pull them into Dota. Personalities that have shown an interest in Dota, and you watch day nine streams, and then on Wednesday he does Dota, and you're like, oh, this is all right. This seems kind of fun, and it's like, oh, he's hosting TI. Maybe I should check that out. I I can't find any numbers. I'm sure I'd had to dig to find any reasonable numbers. I don't. Is that really their market? Other esports like CS:GO is CS:GO. Their are they trying to convert players of CS:GO, their other game, to Dota players? Are you really asking me to try and understand, like, really understand what Valve is thinking? <laughs> that is true. I'm. I'm. That is cruel and unusual. I. Uh... I mean, I mean like, also why, StarCraft. Is there a lot of? Is there a big StarCraft community these days? But that's the point: is that the StarCraft community has kind of, like, to my knowledge, the StarCraft community is kind of fallen apart. Yeah. But there used to be more people, and Day Nine is a name that they will recognize because Day Nine was like old school, like Star, like he was Brood, Brood War. Yeah. So like you see it, like, oh, Day Nine, I remember him. What's he into these days? Dota, huh? But you wouldn't be watching him currently to know, right? Maybe not, but you do not still the recognize community. the name. But how would you see the name? Is like my point. I mean, the international is not a small tournament. I don't. I, I imagine that name will get surfaced places. I guess sure, but or maybe okay, yeah, maybe, maybe like maybe, okay. this is this is all so theoretical. But like, I could yeah, see a no, situation I mean, where it's like my friend, my friend. Like, I don't watch StarCraft anymore. I just I don't know. That scene just kind of died for me. Mm-hmm. But one of my friends who I played StarCraft with still watches, and oh shit, he says that Day Nine's doing this thing. You know, this is all, this is all so theoretical, yeah. but I mean, for machine, oh, I don't know machine's history. I, I know he is a big CSGO guy. But. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Machine, you know, machine, it could just be like, he's a proven thing. And they, it does seem like they're worried about having people who know Dota too well in positions of leadership, which is weird <laughs> to me, but yeah, I mean, maybe I that explains the special... recent decisions with Dota within Valve. Mm. I don't have any special feelings towards Dakota, a uh, cattle guy. But he was certainly a candidate people were talking about for hosting, too. And he's not even going. Yeah. he's. They've also released the complete talent, so you can go into any of them and Yeah, that was, I, wanted to, language. I wanted to get in a couple of... Uh, yeah, Coddle Guy isn't there. Another person who isn't there, this is news from a couple of days ago, but we didn't record a podcast a couple of days ago, <laughs> is that the world's best observer Ooh. is not going to be there. Pimp Muckle. Yeah, he got, like, he's, he got snubbed for an invite, like... After they stole a lot of his work on UI and stuff for, for spectator mode, they just ripped his ideas. And also of other people, it wasn't just him, but he was sort of one of the leaders in like better spectator UI and observer stuff. And they just copied that, put it in Dota, and then didn't give him an invite when he's the best observer there is. And he's retiring from observing. I have mixed and, like, feelings not... about the, the stealing thing. But yeah, it is kind of... It's it was okay. It was a bit of uh, I appreciate you checking my my brash claims sometime. That was I mean a little, it, cer- was a it, it certainly appears that way, right? Because yeah. they they made this thing for you know PGL hired Pentmuckle or whatever, and they made it's uh, what is it layer th or something? It's like yeah, layer th- their packet of of features that they market. And it had like the roast timer, had ages timer and stuff like that, and then all of those showed up in Dota a little while later mysteriously. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the idea itself is original. I mean, it's no, a, but it's the a fact good that idea, they hadn't done any but... of it until someone else did it is 
to me like i i'm yeah, not i'm I not mean, saying is, like you can't convict him in it a is court scummy of law here, but... i guess yeah mm-hmm. it's not great but I, I mean i would do it right because who if you to have any client or any uh value in the dota 2 client you know you want to have features in there especially because like if if you don't have the roast timer if you don't have an ages timer and stuff like that then there's a, even another reason not to watch in the dota client like, no sure but i think at that point like you at least give the guy a courtesy invite. It seems it like, and yeah, then, you know, and don't uh, know. you don't need to give him a courtesy invite. He is the best observer that like almost everyone agrees, and it just it's. I don't know. I think it's real shitty. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know enough to to comment because I know uh, like Scriff is pretty popular too. Yeah, Scriff is Scriff is like it, if you disagree if someone disagreed with me and knew their shit, that would be the other name they put up and that's totally fair. Um Scriff is also really great. Yeah. I mean, he Weppa's he, good. You know, there are some yeah. there are some great. Pimp, uh, you know, Pimp brought up some good good points about like, hey, you know, as to why he's retiring from observing is like, hey, we kind of get, you know, shafted anyways because we have these crazy 14-hour days. Just like, you know, some of the other talent does, but it's them, you know, uh-huh. full 100% they don't get, every, every Right, and they don't, get a, they don't get respect from the community generally. Like, yeah. you know, the very hardcore are like, oh man, you know, fucking great work. But like, you know, they're, they are, it's, it's more complicated than this, but they are essentially cameramen, and no one thanks mm-hmm. the cameraman, you know? Well, it's one of those, you know, invisible jobs, right? You're, you're only in the spotlight if you screw it up. And also, according to some reports, they don't get paid as well as the rest of the talent. I don't know how what to do with that, but that imagine. is that is yeah. an idea that floats around. Reasonable. That they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it seems reasonable. It seems reasonable. I mean, it that, seems that's likely. That's the thing that suggests it. Likely. Yeah. That yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Reasonably likely that that is in fact the mm-hmm. case. Yes, that's what I mean. Fair. Fair. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. Yeah. L- lots of shakeups. And it's hard when we don't have, you know, it's just outsiders commenting on it. But, hey, we still feel this way. We're still sad. There's no no Paul at TI. No Blitz either. I get it. But, like, come on back, buddy. I miss you. <laughs> yeah. Every every Dota, every major, I'm just going to be like, where's where's Blitz? Where's Blitz? Blitz. You're going to see Cap's face of them. You're like, oh, and it's, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just the dumb <laughs> Mohawk guy. I oh. the other one. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, Shiver is going to be at some capacity in TI, hopefully, which is good to know. Yeah, yeah, that's so. it's exciting to see. Yeah. I, I, if she's well feeling well enough for that. That's really, really great to hear. Yep. Yeah, and also Torta Delini will be there. Is has he been there in the oh, really? past? It? Yeah, he was at uh, what was the last major? I think. Did you see that segment with him and Purge? No. What does he do? Do you know who Torta Delini is? Yes. No, okay, I know. Yeah. I know what he does in the community. I know. I know he's he's the he's the like the in-game guides dude. Mm-hmm. He does good work. I just I don't he know what he would. He was in some Slacks content. <laughs> that that sure. was what he did. Okay. I don't. Anybody know. could. He said yeah, he was know. excited to to do more. So. So they're what gonna they're gonna dress him up like Axe and <laughs> you know have him run up and you know like roar in people's of faces. Instead of Dendi in the Pudge costume, it's gonna be Torta Delini in the Pudge costume. Yeah. He's he's the Dota two mascot. Just you know, like some fucking. Oh man, I was gonna make a dumb old reference, and I don't know it anymore, so I can't. Wow, a reference that's be- staying in the podcast. A reference beyond <laughs> even you. <laughs> wait, wait, some old video game go. meme garbage. I don't yeah. know. I'm 
Let's move on. I feel bad now. <laughs> so I guess it looks like this week is is nines all the way down, Colin. It does, doesn't Day it? Day nine. And now we have loaded segue. Cloud nine, huh? Yay. <laughs> I So Cloud Nine's back. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Two weeks before TI. Yeah. Um so I mean, you know, we we don't need to fucking suspend you, like, do a lot of suspense on this one, right? Um, team NP, a team made up of people who were at one point a Cloud9 team and then, you know, went their separate ways and came back together and decided to be a player-run team for players by players have been acquired by Cloud9. They're now Cloud9. So basically, three years ago, Cloud9 team is now... 2017 Cloud9 team minus Bone7, right? Is that how it I works? believe that's correct. Okay. Though Bone7 is their coach. Yeah, something like that. So that's a thing. <laughs> I find it to be a tremendous bummer. Yeah. And I find yeah. it to be a tremendous bummer mostly in a like a like a like a a theoretical basis, I guess, like sort of like mm-hmm. thinking about how this must be for the players, right? Like as me, a, a, a viewer, it's like, oh, great. I'm not going to like after every tournament, I'm less likely to go, oh, shit, is like every every major where they didn't do well. I was like, oh, shit, is, is NP going to fall apart now? That could still happen. It's Dota, yep. but it's less likely now because at least they have money. Um, It removes but, the reason. Yeah, but. Like, they wanted their own team for a reason. They didn't want to be beholden to these organizations that don't really care about players. And I'm not like, listen, this isn't some sick burn, right? It's a corporation. They do their thing. I get it. And I also understand why this makes sense. We talked. We talked about a bit on like on on Slack before, but like. If you're a sponsor, investing in a player-run team is like in like buying shares of one company versus when you're investing in a player association, that's like buying into a mutual fund, right? When you're investing in the player association, you have uh, you know, diversification of risk. If one if their if their Dota team falls apart, they've still got their league team, they've still got their CS:GO team, and what's more, you've got some assurance that it's a stable organization and isn't just going to crumble because somebody has a fit. Like there's there's any number of reasons that this is better for sponsors, and if it's better for sponsors, it's better for the team because teams run on sponsors. Yeah, you but, can't you can't just rely on huge prize pools. You gotta at a certain what this, point. Yeah. And I love, listen, love is love is a complicated word to use for a human being, right? I love Jackie Mal though. That guy's great. Yeah, and he's terrible sometimes, but he's also great. And it bums me out a lot thinking about what the, what must have led up to this decision. Because he was so adamant that it is important that players run their own teams and they not be beholden to these organizations. And he talked about Twitter, about like, oh man, it's, you know, sure is a pain in the ass getting these sponsors, but it's so, you know, it's so satisfying. You know, I got this hot sauce company on board and stuff. Like, and then, like, there's no fanfare. It's just like, here is the new Cloud9 roster. There wasn't a tweet from Team NP t- on Twitter being like, we've got a big announcement coming. 
this isn't a thing they were excited for. This is a thing they caved to. I don't know if it's that negative. Well, we don't we don't know. Yeah. There's no big good old yeah, NV no, this, post yeah. out yet. Yeah, either there I mean, won't be. I think recently, I mean, NV recently in the in the recent past, NV's tweeted that they're no longer losing money on Team NP, like with the amount of sponsors they have and stuff. So that's good. He said, like in his AMA, I think that it really wasn't about the money. Like he wasn't super concerned about the not insignificant amount of money he lost when he was start, you know, helping start NP and funding them and stuff. But at the same time, he has, I mean, they're going to TI, they're, they're looking great. He has world-class players on his team. And so they probably want world-class payment and stuff. And mm-hmm. they, you know, probably want some sort of insurance in case they don't get a huge prize pool. I mean, I can't imagine they don't get an, a significant amount of money at TI, but you know, he has some of the best of the best in his team, so I'm sure that they want, the you know, as much as they can. And I'm sure Envy wants the best that he can for them. And, you know, they want the most resources they can. And you can only bankroll yourself so much, right, before an organization can just do that so much easier. So maybe and, C9 made him an offer they can't refuse, you know, and he said, you and know And also what? just stress. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Oh my Got god, another, can you imagine whole other hat besides captain? Can like you imagine being yeah, the captain of one of the like the top Dota 2 teams in the world and also a streamer and also like organizing tickets and like fucking passport like interviews <laughs> and hotel rooms. How the like I don't know how he did it for as long as he did. I mean, listen, I'm like I've worked for like some government contractor stuff and you know you make proposals and stuff this is how the the government works in the US when they're they're looking for for companies or whatever to do things for them they say hey we're going to pay you this you know give us a proposal for the least amount of money and you can do this and like we're going to sort through the proposals and we're going to choose the best well we're going to choose the cheapest is all they do but there's like one person whose almost full-time job is like writing a proposal for this because it gains your company millions and millions of dollars, right? Basically, mm. a Dota 2 captain is trying to do the same thing. They're trying to get this, what, they're going to get probably like $10 million or something from TI this year if they win first place. You're trying to do everything in your power you can to make sure your team gets this $10 million, right? Mm. So you don't want to have to deal with, I don't know, like organizing hotel rooms, right? Yeah. Yeah. Catering. Envy, I don't want to sleep next to Pilai Die. He snores. I don't give a fuck right now, Allie. Can I take the bed oh my that's God. currently taken up by your body pillow? No. <laughs> it de-stresses me. Okay. Okay. I told you there was one thing you can never ask. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It's... To me, it pa- like my imagination goes a little wild, and it paints a mental picture that is to me depressing. But it is also my imagination going wild. I don't actually know eh, shit. We don't know shit. Nothing's new. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it, lots, lots of possibilities. But they're, I would think, in a more secure place now. You're on. Personal, my yes. An item to net you gold, an item who carries your own.
personal my desk an item to give XP not just for carries This episode of Bottle Co. is brought to you by Buying Hand of Midas. How does Buying Hand of Midas work? Well, you know when you're playing Dota 2 and you wish you had more gold and XP? That's where Buying Hand of Midas comes in. For the low cost of just a Gloves of Haste and a recipe, you can gain the ability to turn creeps into gold. We all know that having more gold is scientifically proven to make winning games easier. And with Buying Hand of Midas, you're able to really maximize and accelerate your potential. Head on over to bottlecrow.com slash BHM to get your buying hand of Midas today. And you might be saying, ah, well, I'm driving or I'm piloting an airplane or I'm riding a bicycle or I'm pushing my child on a swing set. I'll just get buying hand of Midas later. But trust me, you do not want to wait to get your own buying hand of Midas. Another big thanks to buying hand of Midas for sponsoring the show. Buying hand of Midas, your build is beautiful. Well, that's it, right? We're out of we're out of Dota two like scandals and shockers for this week, right? That's it. We're all done. Um, right. Yep. <laughs> no. I I think you, you failed to realize Dota two, especially the subreddit, is just a gift that keeps keeps on giving, Colin. A gift, you say? Some sort of physical manifestation of. <laughs> Why do we try? Why do we draw out these segues? They're not even good. <laughs> if like it was um, a big, it was like a stinger. Like, hey, we've got the scoop on water spirit. Only this week on Bottle Crow. No, here's a here's a transition for you. Stupidest. We like find secret shop. How's that one treat you? Wow, that's great. Next up on the roster, we like find secret shop. Tell me more, Colin. Um. So, the secret shop. The the real-world secret shop, which is a purveyor of merchandise for the International, run by the We Like Fine group, uh, was, you know, shown for, for TI7. It's like, hey, here's the merchandise we're selling, here's how much it'll cost, here's, you know, shipping, and here's all the blah da blah da blah da blah right? Blah, 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 blah. The grand coming out, like, every year. And then, uh, oh, oh, right, I just realized you're gonna be a dick about this one. Um, <laughs> I have to be reserved, because I feel like... My normal anti-Reddit fair gun. So there was lots and lots of complaints about We Like Fine, right? Basically, uh-huh. I mean, there's been complaints about them in the past in terms of like quality and stuff, in terms of timeliness, in terms of support. Does this sound sure. anything at all like Valve Corporation to you, by the way, now that I, I've just said these these phrases? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, there's lots of stuff, you know issues with that. People are like, hey, I still haven't gotten my Sven mug or like my Juggernaut mug or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been months and months and months. And nobody's emailed me and responded. And then this year, I think the big controversy is, well, a lot of the controversy was shipping costs were mm-hmm. were exorbitant to, to people. <laughs> there it is, to people. There it is. There, There's the Nick so, I love it. So, <laughs> oh, boy. some people were, like, putting in, f- like, 10 gold, you know, you get these these bundles, these boxes, right? And there's different tiers. The highest is the gold box, I think. People were, like, putting in 10 of these gold boxes, and they wanted to ship it across the world because it's all based in the U.S., right? Valve is based in the U.S., and uh, I think we like Finest, too. And they wanted to ship it around the world, and they're saying, like, what? It's, 
it's a hundred dollars to ship like this in relatively large volume around the world that's crazy and then colin is about to bitch about expedited shipping which was like four to ten times as expensive i think which i think is fine i think that is fine i think generally prices were definitely too high in terms of shipping i mean the reasons you would do this is because a you can be be like you want to insure against shipping damages right because there's no natural insurance and stuff on this if a shipment gets fucked up you have to send it to someone or else they will be super pissed and like go after you and so that's why you know amazon will just replace something for you for free if you say like it was stolen or something off your front porch but we like fine doesn't have that kind of turn through or turn through sure something like that i can't put words together right now they don't have that kind of volume for the secret stop stuff for valve i would imagine so they're probably you know someone decided hey let's make these prices higher just in case you know we have a bigger barrier against loss if something goes wrong you know as it naturally will however it seemed like things were still bonkers expensive People were just like putting in a few things and then to ship it domestic, it was going to be like 30 bucks, 24, 34 bucks. And that just, especially in a world where Amazon exists and, you know, you have quote unquote free shipping, people, people are not going to, going to deal with that. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're, they are an ass and they will not be working with them anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So, Nick. So. We talked about, was it last night or was it the night before? Night before, I think. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was it was the night before. We talked about this some on Discord as we were queuing for some Dota. And your position at the time struck me as pretty intense. And I am curious if you are, like, one... If you were like, I was reading it, too much Reddit, probably. Okay, I'm gonna say okay because there was That's all fair. sorts of complaint. Like, I'm sure Valve made a reasonable decision based on many different factors, including like the history. But people online on Reddit, I shouldn't even shouldn't even look at them. They're like, oh, thank goodness, I had to pay twenty dollars to ship these two boxes domestic. And it's like, have you gone to the post office? Have you gone to to UPS to try to ship things? It's not cheap. Okay. I think people are spoiled by Amazon because I think, of volume. I think so to a certain extent, right? We, like we had a disagreement. This, yeah. I was more, I was more on we like find side in terms of that. Yeah, I just know, like I certainly, I certainly think like there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of unreasonable like claims on Reddit of people being like, wait, you want me, you want $15 to ship this to Uzbekistan? It's like, you guys, mean unreasonable yes, they do. claims on Reddit? What? Um, but there's also stuff like, like, I mean, there were people who were on the continental United States and for regular shipping for a t-shirt, it was $27. Yeah. Probably some weird corner of the continental United States, I'm going to bet, but still like that's, that's absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's there's some stuff to work out there, and I I personally have had some some quality beefs with um, 
with we like fine or we love fine excuse me they don't like it they oh love my it God. have we we've um, been saying we like fine this entire time haven't we we might have we might have we like sleeves though <laughs> yeah um, i'm i have had quality dif- like difficulties with we love fine before but i'm willing to admit that like i have a ridiculously small sample size right <laughs> i don't buy a ton of merchandise i usually buy a shirt a year uh and they do make these f- right yeah like they're not just the distributor they're the i believe that is correct okay. yes because i couldn't find much info on that um i will say that the designs that they showed like even if the shipping costs are reasonable i don't want anything they showed really which is the first time that's happened to me but i looked what, at all what have that you and bought like, in the past no, i'm good um i have bought a i have bought a yellow shirt featuring a cutely drawn Earthshaker cuddling a blink dagger. And I have got a shirt that says Spirit Breaker Express. Now, I usually limit myself. There are usually quite a few items I am interested in but end up not getting. And this year, that's just not the case. Last year, there was some cute, like, Wind Ranger and Enchantress stuff that I really thought about. You know, I I consider things. But this year, it's just not doing it for me. Hmm. I I looked at it a little bit. I mean, I've never bought anything from the secret shop myself, but... Could this be the year? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see if it comes back and then, you know, in what capacity. Yeah, I'm curious when they roll it back out. Like, I mean, I think the smart thing to do would be to have at least have a couple new items when they bring it back out just to be like, check yeah. it out. We also have these to get excited again. But I don't know what will happen. I mean, they're not exactly in a, a drought of uh, of workshop artists to, to make no. things for them. They no. could sell, so. And then lastly, I guess we're gonna we're gonna ring the panic bells right here. We'll, we'll put in the alarm bell sounds. We'll just edit that in, right here. This this was also in the the announcement about the, the talent, but Silt Breaker here. Oh, here we go. Silt Breaker Act Two is late, but it's it's not yet though. It's not. It's not technically. Yeah. Silt Breaker Act that's, that's Two the best will be released after Ti in like two months. Here's the best part, though, right? Is like, it's not late, and it won't necessarily be after TI. It could be tomorrow. These people are just panicking because, like, oh shit, they said July, and it's technically mm, no, more than halfway no. through July. No, 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 no. no. Am I wrong? No, you're wrong. One really one moment. One moment. Oh boy, I missed some information. Da, 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 this is da, exciting. Da, da, da. I'm super wrong out here. This is good. Here we go. Today we're extending the Battle Pass season until Monday, September 18th to ensure players have ample time to enjoy the conclusion of the multiplayer campaign once it releases shortly after the International. international oh. International. Okay. Yeah, that was on the blog. So yeah, no, I, I guess I, I, I skipped over that part. I yeah. saw that they were talking about the Battle Pass extension. I was like, okay, I'm on the 18th. Okay, cool. And I didn't really read yep. any closer. Um, I mean, I, I don't give a shit because I doubt they'll they'll be able to change it farther than it you know too much from nick, act one and we, we nick, both fucking hate it. what are you talking about what i'm so broken up that i won't <laughs> be able to play silk breaker act two what you say? how will i know the stunning conclusion to that pile of dog shit that they released before yeah right i don't know this some is... people enjoyed it and they're disappointed that it's gonna be late i don't know <sighs> the, the the lore i guess might be interesting because to be on it oh wait so Water Spirit will definitely be some sort of thing in Act 2, probably, if it's after TI. 
But they're not like they're not going to be like, oh, we have to delay this because we're taking too long. Let's add more things to it. That's not yeah. like that is that is not. I'm not. I was going to say that's not how development works. That's totally how development works for people who are bad at this yeah. and keep over scoping. But like that's not. If they're I don't know. I mean, is bad is Valve bad at video games now? I honestly don't even know. I don't think they have an over scoping problem. Was. Yeah, probably not. That particular issue, I don't think, is something. If, if again, if Act One is anything to go on, I don't think they have a problem with overscoping. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, they have a problem with shipping fucking trash. Um, listen. I, if you were looking forward to this and you're bummed that you're gonna have to play it later, I mean, it'll be better than it was if they were gonna release it. In July, sure, you know. So you know delay delay a game enough eventually and eventually hey it gets water better, spirit right? hype right or probably water spirit or void spirit i'm, st- of, I'm not sold on that yeah me um, i mean morphling morphling is water spirit so uh, he's made of water okay don't but he doesn't don't have, send me hate none of his abilities have the text remnant in them so however he has a fucking happen. morph ability <laughs> that creates a movable remnants of a unit i don't know morphling is water spirit what if okay. what, what if, if morphling they just renamed what if it was just the like, whole like grand finals oh and then it's God. like water spirit <laughs> and, and then it's just, just morphling <laughs> like it's taped over his name oh my God. <laughs> uh, well that's that's when they're going to release the fourth stat right yeah, love, right? right? That's what I heard on some other podcast. Yeah, I, it was some super smart, very, very funny individuals. It kind of seemed like morons to me, but, you know. But I'm I'm the hater on this podcast. That's my job. That's true. I hate things. <sighs> Nick, how was your week of Dota besides <sighs> this terrible, terrible news from every corner? I think it's been okay. Just kind of just average. Da-da-da-da-da-da. da <laughs> I, I don't think I played much. I've been busy, and then it was like it was. I played some stress relief Dota. It was fine. I've gotten to the uh, point yeah. where Dota is like a fun stress relieving activity. I can't believe that. Huh. Used to not be because Dota is like stressful, right? Dota's yes, hard. I agree. Should, I should just play Hots. Imagine how much how how zen I would be if I played League of Legends or Hots instead. I do feel like I need to talk about a match that we played together. Where, um, so we were playing with a friend of ours, um, I'll call him SD for the purposes of this, and he had an idea, right? Apparently this is an idea he's been workshopping to various groups for a while, and we were the first group to fight. Oh, okay, now I remember this guy. Uh, and he said, what if we picked a team where everyone had a slow? The so this draft... Team, yeah. This draft worked out thusly. The safe lane was Undying and Spectre. Undying doesn't actually have a slow. That one was kind of a failure. But he bought an Orb of Venom, so it was okay. Mid lane was Necrophos. And the off top lane was Viper Venomancer, and it was the funniest goddamn thing. The PA on their team lost her mind. (laughs) You were Venom, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was let, let, let let me say something. Colin thought so we we got a first picked Viper, SD first picked Viper. 
And then Colin's like, hmm, okay, I'll go off lane. What should I go? We suggested Venom. He's like, I guess, I guess that's okay. I'm like, what are you talking about? Venomancer Viper is unholy. It is a defamation of all that is sacred and good. For some reason, I've never tried that before, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> You've been so deprived of the Banana Viper lane. Uh, it's, oh, we got, like, the second kill of the game. Well, I think our second kill of the game was uh, I went too deep to try and steal their bounty room. And PA dove on me. I hit her with Venomous Gale. And then I, you know, created one of my little wards who started spitting on her. And then Viper started spitting on her. And she was just walking at, like, fucking 50 movement Spit speed after everywhere. me. Like, so sadly as I walked away. And <laughs> then waddle, as waddle, she waddle. died, she all chatted, all caps, <laughs> fuck, Venon, <laughs> fuck. fuck. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it was just like, ah, oh, oh, we've done it. We've you done succeeded. it, boys. Meanwhile, I, was just, I just farmed a Spectre for a while. I occasionally yeah. put out a cue so that I slowed you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that that was. I think PA ended up like selling her items and feeding at the end. Where it's like, oh, oh yeah, we've done bought... we've done a bad thing, haven't we? She had no items, but she did buy thirty-one sentries at the right. very end of the game. Is her <laughs> fine her... detection? Yeah. Yeah. No, of course she was. She was trying to help. She yeah. needed to sell that. <laughs> sell that, Vlad's chip yeah. in. Yeah. Oh boy, that that was a an enjoyable game. It was. Mm. It was. I am I am thoroughly satisfied with with how that went, and I'm going to recommend it to our listeners. Okay, yes, let's recommend the the asshole slow draft: Venomancer, yeah. Viper, Necro, Spectre, and uh, a fill pick. We chose Undying. Undying was pretty good because if they're slow, then they get more tombstone, more decay. Oh right, I forgot a, a tombstone. That's also a slow. My bad. He did have a slow. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's an indirect slow. Yeah. Um, it did mean that we had one stun on the team, which was Necro ult. But you know what? You were super giving... concerned about it, but if they move at 100 move speed, I mean... I, no, that wasn't, that wasn't actually me. Oh, okay. I wasn't super concerned about it, because gotcha. I was just like, this isn't going to work, but I don't care. And then it worked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, now, I think you they have that out. Right, they have the out that you have almost no stunts, so yeah. you're being fair, really. Yeah. If they lose, I mean, they fair just uh, they draft quite badly. That's really on them. Just gotta outplay him. And that said, folks, we're gonna outplay you by ending this podcast. <laughs> wow. What is this <laughs> podcast? Zing. What is it a production of? Where can we find more of this production? What is our intro and outro music? What is our podcast art? Where can you find us on the internet? All this and more next time on Mason Jar Falcon. Don't say Mason on this podcast. Oh, trick. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so, thank you everybody for listening. This has been Bottle Crow Reborn. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and also on your podcatcher of choice. Google. If you want to give us a rating or review, we would greatly appreciate it. You could also recommend us to a friend. Help us spread the word and get more people into the bottle crowd. Wow, that was if pretty good liked... of you. Bottle crowd? That's just that's off actually... the top of the dome. No, that's actually... There is... Okay, we ourselves are the bottle's crow, and listeners are the bottle crowd. This is existing terminology that has literally never come up. Wow. I'm, that, that's pretty good. 
Plus two points. I'll give you two points. <laughs> you can redeem those later at the secret shop. Excellent. Excellent. If you liked our music, which is, you know, Harmonies of New Bloom, music pack you can find in-game in Dota 2. It is our intro and outro music. It is made by Reddit user Pomodi. If you like our album art, our concept art, our podcast art, our it's album, not album art. art. Is this an album? Speaking it's, of, you know I'm going to release my new album. Well, I'm not releasing. Sing 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 releasing his new album. I have, I have nothing to announce here. I should have come up with something to announce here. Stay tuned. Podcast art by Zvimi, a.k.a. Ashley Ryan. Well, I guess that should be the other way around. Well, I'm really mm. doing bad this week, huh? Um, you can find her on Patreon or on Twitter if you want to get a commission of your own. We are a production of Scanline Media. If you want to find more stuff that I do and also a few friends of mine do, you can go to scanlinemedia.com. We have articles. We have podcasts. We have stuff for you. Probably. Maybe not. Listen, I don't know how your tastes run. And if you like what you see there, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia and chip in and help us cover more stuff by buying more games and more equipment to cover those games with. It doesn't go into our pockets. So you like you buy a video game and then you just kind of lay george washington's on it you just cover them up is that how it works on your website generally we try and record some kind of content about it or write some kind of content about it oh okay okay that makes more sense i guess so you know an article or a podcast or sometimes both an article cast yeah or listen occasionally occasionally neither one time i spent like five dollars on this game that i was convinced was going to be cool and then it wasn't cool and i was like well Okay. How did that make you feel? Not great. Wow. If you want to send us any comments or feedback, you could send them to bottlecrowreborn at gmail.com. You can send it to colin at bottlecrow.com. You can find us on Twitter at at bottlecrow or me personally at at 6264. And uh, you can find Nick at we like sleeves on Twitter. Indeed. And that's all of our shout outs. And that took quite a while. So thanks, folks. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Later. Peace out. Autocode is brought to you by the Midas Council. For more on the Midas Council, go to www.themidascouncil.com. The Midas Council, make your decision about hand of Midas.